Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are watching a master at work. Welcome, welcome, welcome to NFL Trend Zone, the franchise tag.com podcast. We are with Wes Johnson this week. We have Amory. She's coming to us from New Mexico. She is an NFL fan and comedian. She's actually going to start her own, or she's going to join a show, a morning show in New Mexico that she'll tell us all about soon. This is the end of our ranking series that we stumbled upon. This will be the top 15 defenses per me, per Wes, per Amory. And we'll get to those in about a minute and a half. First, we're going to talk about betonline.ag. July, we are at about July 21st. And it's a great month for sports. The NBA Finals just wrapped up. If you're into sports betting, BetOnline is where you should go to win money today. Uh, With the NBA Finals ending and uh, Major League Baseball heading into the second half of the season, um, there's plenty of betting action to get involved in. If you're a football better, there are tons of futures and props bets that you can wager on as well. Uh, for example, in basketball, if Damian Lillard is indeed traded per bet online, New York Knicks and the 76ers are the front runners for teams to acquire his services. Bet online has the latest odds, news, information, and all of your sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to betonline.ag and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. This is our final installment of our ranking series that we kind of just stumbled into. I think I said to Wes about six weeks ago, why don't we rank quarterbacks? And then that dovetailed into running backs, wide receivers, offenses, and we arrived at defenses. We have Emery on tonight. She is going to go through the top 15 defenses per her opinion. And Wes will give his, and we'll just go back and forth. Emery, how are you? How how am I doing? Yeah. Doing great. I've missed you. I feel like we haven't hung out in a while. But now football season's back, so now I'll see you all the time. Yeah. I'll be retweeting all your good stuff. Yeah, I had a blast on your show, but that was about two, two, three months ago. Remember, I was the first first guest. You were the first guest. Yes, I listened back to now it. Now we're here. Yeah, <laughs> now we've graduated to top fifteen defenses. Mm. Wes, how you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. How was, in there? How difficult was it for you to put together this list? Was it as challenging as wide receivers? Um, not necessarily. I think, you know, the top 10 or 12 were pretty straightforward. I mean, obviously the positions shift between them, but uh, I, I think the most difficult part was, you know, the tail end of, of this was who to leave off and where to put certain teams. I'm with you. For example, I left the Chiefs off and Me too. and I felt awful about it. But then you start to look at the numbers, personnel, and per our usual saying, there are 15 other teams, in my opinion, maybe you have them, West on your top 15, that are better than that. And that's where I ended up. Now, with offenses, it's a little bit easier because you can always have that figurehead of the quarterback and then filter down what's underneath them. With defenses, of course, you have leaders, but you don't have the guy like you do in a quarterback. So it'll be interesting to see what we got. I will kick things off at number 15, then we'll swing it to Wes at his number 15. 
Um, and then on to Emory. So my 15 is the Cleveland Browns. This is another one that I thought perhaps was a little too low. When you look at their personnel, it flies mm-hmm. off the page with Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney, Denzel Ward, who am I missing? John Johnson. And then they they drafted who was the was it Andrew Greg? Barry? Yeah. I mean, um, I'm, I mean I'm Troy Hill. Greg Newsom is who I was thinking of. Yeah. And uh, JOK, who was uh, there way too low or easily. I think I told this on air when I was at the draft in Cleveland, fans were debating amongst themselves whether or not should they should take Newsom or JOK at the first round spot. Hmm. And they went with Newsom. And the next day, JOK was still there. Um, but what, what I, has them so low based on a team that's slated to do so well is the fact that they finished 21st in the NFL in points allowed last year. And nobody cares about that. But it happened, and therefore I couldn't put them any higher than four, uh, 15. Excuse me. Wesley, who do you have at 15? Chicago Bears. Mike so do I. Shocker. Way too yeah. low, sir. You got, you got to do some rationalizing right now. All right. So here, here's the <laughs> thing. So the, the front seven remains the strong suit of the Bears. Uh, Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, they man the front. Uh, Danny Trevathan, Roquan Smith lead the linebackers. But that secondary, I, I really don't know what to expect. Uh, they let Kyle Fuller walk. Um, didn't really bring in any strong replacements for him. Um, speaking of ranking for uh, points allowed last year, they were 14th, uh, 11th in yards allowed. Um, I just I see a, a drop off in production from them. They'll still be you know the Bears defense, but I, I have to put them at 15 on this list. Emory and I will have them higher inevitably, chiefly because of bad memories about them um, suffocating the Vikings defense. And perhaps that's just too frequently fresh in our memories. Emory, who do you have at 15? Is it the Bears? Yeah, it is the Bears. It was, I was torn between the Packers and Bears, but I have more faith in <laughs> This is this is emotional for me too, so it was hard. But I I said this address the same thing. I was worried about their secondary, but they um, hired a new defensive coordinator. I think they're going to be pretty decent, and I have them at fifteen as well. So they ended up losing. Was it one of their? Remember, there was that night about three months, two and a half months ago, that was all weird when one of the Kyle Fuller was mm-hmm. you know reported to be on the move. And then I think right. Eddie Jackson said something to the fact like, screw this. And it implied that he was leaving. And there was like one other dude in the fold. And I don't remember who it was, but I, I even wrote an article that like with snap of the fingers, it looks like the bears defense is dying. Uh, that was a right. little premature. Cause it was really only the one that left, but uh, yeah, there was, it felt like it was in jeopardy. So I thought, I thought I was kidding when I said, Emery, do you have a 15, but indeed you do. <laughs> I do. It's so it's, I was like, Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wes, let's go back up the snake at number 14. 14, the New York uh, football giants. Um, solid young defensive line, Leonard Williams. They uh, added Danny Shelton, uh, Fetty Adenabo, who we are all very familiar with. Um, they added uh, Olu Jari in the first round, a defensive end. Um, also added a Dory Jackson. Um, in the secondary to pair with uh, last year's free agent edition, uh, Bradbury. Uh, so they have a young, talented um, secondary. Um, 
the defense carried this team last year and I believe in the early going of this year until Saquon gets his legs and the offense really starts going, the defense will be uh, the cornerstone of carrying them early. I will talk about them shortly. Hey, Marie, are you talking about them right now? 14? But, nope. 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 Who, do you got at, who do you got at 14? <laughs> they got our Vikes. Oh. oh, well, let's hear it. I'm believing in us, okay? <laughs> no, I just, it was such an embarrassment. I don't even know who your team is. I'm sorry. Um, the the uh, it, it, the embarrassment of 2020 and uh, uh, the young secondary and just in, injured, just sad. I think we're coming back healthy this year. We'll be back to our normal selves. So I don't, I mean, I'm very excited. I've, you know, it was very weird seeing a Mike Zimmer defense that awful and injured. So I'm just, you know, I don't want to assume everyone's a Viking fan that listens to this, but. um, (laughs) We we created the separate one to have a vacuum to talk about non-Viking stuff, but. (laughs) Well, this is the only part of the show that I'll do it. (laughs) No, no, I hear you. But I, I, I was, you know, giving you crap a minute ago because I thought they'd be higher um, based on. Uh, no. I know what pedigree. scares me more is our schedule and the top 10 defenses I have were playing pretty much. So not looking forward to that, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, just our additions and just being healthy again, we're going to be amazing. And of course, uh, Patrick Peterson. Oh, I don't know. I'm just okay. excited to be healthy. West Hopefully is- we stay healthy. <laughs> Wes's team is the Vikings since you asked. Oh, so, thank yeah. God. Okay, yes. cool. All right. He lives in San Francisco <laughs> though. So he's, he's a transplant for fandom. Okay. 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 It works. Uh, number 14. I have the Colts. They finished 10th in defense last year from points per loud points allowed, which I perceive as the, the best barometer of a defense, but they're 19th on PFS rankings. And I do take into account what PFS is. Some people think it's for the birds. I am not one of those. Um, they were surprisingly low there. But when you look at the talent with uh, DeForest Buckner, Quiddy Pay, the rookie, who, I, who Vikings were mock drafted several times, uh, Darius Leonard, who's uh, just phenomenal, Rocky Sin, Xavier Rhodes, another Viking mention. I think that the talent is there, and we saw it in the top 10 level last year. I don't see a, a reason that it would dip for this season and they got big plans there they always draft so well they probably have the best front office in the world or at least in the football world and the only thing they're waiting on is a uh, fruition of their quarterback that another team is paying for uh, via trade quite literally (laughs) Uh, so I'm going to take them at 14 and then that's back to me number 13 I have the Giants I don't have too much to add from Wes's speech uh, because it covered it all Pro Football Focus has them strangely a little bit low at number 18, um, but you mentioned they were a top 10 unit from points allowed last year, and that can't be denied. And they they flew under the radar from a defensive standpoint because they're the Giants, yeah. and how good can they really be? And we, we're all you know fantasy football heads focused on how Saquon does or how Daniel Jones will mature. That It's like the Washington football team. We just sneakily had a good defense, and that's why that division was so – uh, ugly competitive for so long. Um, but the same names that you mentioned, uh, especially the uh, rookie Adulari, he was in that mock draft range sometimes to the Vikings. So I studied him quite a bit. <clears throat> and then Peppers, Dexter Lawrence. So yeah, I'm all in on them being in the top 15 and I have them at 13. Wes, who's your 13? 13 for me, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the return of Nick Bosa will help boost this unit. 
uh, the departure of uh, Robert Sala and Richard Sherman, I believe, will hurt this defense. Um, they have one of the best linebacker units uh, with Drake Greenlaw and Fred Warner, who just re-upped on a contract. Um, 17th in points allowed last year, 5th in yards allowed. Um, what remains to be seen is, you know, the leadership aspect from uh, Sherman and uh, Sala. And then, wait, which Sherman? Uh, Richard Sherman. You think he's going to be back there? No, no, no. Uh, just the, oh, the departures him. of... Oh. Uh, that's my fault. With both of those guys leaving, um, I see. Sherman kind of was a de facto coach on the field. I see. No, that makes more sense. I thought you were assuming that he'd probably be back there. I was like, dude, he. I don't know if he's going to oh, play no. at all. Hi. Gary. Let's see. Yeah. Emery, who's your 13? It's a big sigh. Is this the Packers? No, it's the Saints. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Um, I know they're in trouble financially, um, and obviously they had an offense that didn't turn over the ball that much, but I don't know how Mr. Winston is going to do, but I just think, I think they'll take a step back, but I'll, I still think they will be that top tier defense that they tend to be. And they still have, ugh, I hate them so much. Um, (laughs) That's why we had strong unit. Those types of takes are why we invited you on tonight. So sorry, I'm like <laughs> no, I'm not being sarcastic. I, we're, here, we're, we're here for the Saints venom. We always will be. Lattimore, I don't even say their names. Uh, Thirteen. Uh, excuse me. Now we're at no. We have to go back to West at number twelve. Uh, number twelve for me, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Chandler Jones and JJ Watt. They're going to wreak havoc this year. Um, they are uh, team stacked with long rangy linebackers. Uh, both uh, first round picks over the last two years were um, dynamic and long linebackers that should help uh, cover and uh, fill the box. Um, cornerback will likely keep the team from reaching the upper echelon of this list, but uh, they finished last year 12th in points and 13th in yards allowed so and i'll probably do this every couple months just to blow your horn a little bit you were the first person in my orbit which is rather extensive that called jj watt to the cardinals and you weren't really surprised by it because you predicted it on our show a few days before it happened so kudos to you for that Hmm. and it's weird on the cardinals it seems like the cornerbacks and the offensive line two vitally important things a football team are the things where they're deficient so perhaps <laughs> that's why they're, they're just no they're just slept on it's weird especially with the big sexy roster yeah. with the talent amory you're number 12 uh mine's giants same notes with you guys drafted well young great team no it says it says something about them that they're all you know universally in our top 15 so agreed uh number 12 i will piggyback on Wes's contention with the San Francisco 49ers, they were a unit that, like the rest of the team, uh, because of injury, mm-hmm. was fell a little backward of expectations. They ranked 17th in points allowed. PFF still believes in them. They're the, considered the ninth best defense uh, by pro football focus. Uh, I agree with you on the departure of Sherman. Will be a little strange for them. And he's got his own stuff to figure out. So wish him the best of luck. Uh, yeah. Nick, Bo- Nick Bosa and Armistead. 
I remember last year when the Vikings acquired Unique Ngakwe, and I had uh, Vikings fans asking me if that was the best duo in the league. And I was like, well, it's probably top five, but, you know, there's Armstead and Bosa out there. And then they had Kinlaw as a rookie who was decent. And then you talked about Fred Fred Warner today, who just continues to ascend the ranks of stardom. And proof is, quite frankly, in the pudding, in the bag, in the money. And, yes, I, I don't think that these guys will struggle. And arguably, they didn't really struggle a lot last year, but they're on the field a lot. So that's who I have at number 12. And that brings me to number 11 for the Denver Broncos. Our, our usual tri-host, Jason Bowen, that's his favorite team. He probably would have insulted me for having him this low. <laughs> um, but I have reasons for that, and they're damn good ones. So he he's really high on this Denver team. I get it. The roster looks great on both sides. Only question marks quarterback. But last year on defense, they surrendered the eighth most points in the league. And that's a lot. So I, I can't right. I can't quite plop them inside the top 10 when they were a top 10 worst last year by the numbers. It's another one where PFF is high on them. They're PFF's number 10 heading into the season. And they're just, uh, you know, absolutely peppered with talent, like on their whole roster, uh, whether it is Chubb, Von Miller, uh, Patrick Sertain, the rookie. Green Jackson, the, sec- the secondary is probably the best in the league with Fuller's addition. And yeah, it, it's, it, it is phenomenal from a depth chart standpoint. And that's my 11. What is your 11, Wes? Uh, 11 for me is the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, last year, they jumped out the gate. They were a top five defensive unit early on, and then they kind of lost steam and finished outside of the top 10. Um, they added pass rush in the draft with Quiddy Pay and Deo Adenabo, uh, which should help push this defense back up towards the top of that list. Um, uh, eighth in yards allowed, 11th in points. So uh, I think 11 is a good spot for them. And Marie, give us your 11. Same, same. Me and Wes are on the same page here. <laughs> we've, had, uh, <laughs> we've had Sally, Sal Spice on two or three times and that same thing happened with her and him so that's really weird he's just yeah. good with the ladies huh yeah he's in tune with the female mind <laughs> yeah what's going on here <laughs> that's really funny so you uh so your number 11 do you want to elaborate anymore or just for the same reason yeah uh, it's adding on to him too and i know they they went off uh, towards the end of the season but i think they're still one of the strongest defenses in the league it's their d-line and their offensive line it was a good all-around team. Yeah, I'm telling you, they is it Ballard? Is that his name? Yeah. 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 Yep. He he I don't know that you could find a better general manager in his cerebral. And that's why I'm um on board with believing that the Wentz experiment will work more so than a lot of the naysayers think, because if he did it, you know, he's got a track record. So take us into the top ten, Wesley. Oh boy. All right, coming in at number 10, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Defense is the cornerstone of their franchise. Uh, They seem to always have a top 10 defense. Uh, This this year, uh, this is right where they start. Um, Losses of Bud Dupree and Mike Hilton will be substantial. Um, I believe Devin Bush will take a little bit of time to knock the rust off as well uh, from his season-ending injury. Obviously, they started out the year on fire. Um, 
they were a large part of that 11 and 0 start to the season. Bush went down, I think week 10 or 11, and then the wheels just came off that, uh, the team actually, not the defense, but just the team in general. Um, but I, I think they have enough to remain a top 10 team. That's the biggest separation you and I will have in these rankings. <clears throat> that's, that's for sure. That's, that's the cleavage you and I have right now. Uh, Emery, who's your number 10? Okay, this is kind of a sleeper pick, just to let you know. But I think the Chargers defense, I'm going top 10 with the Chargers at number 10. Um, I think injuries and coaching prevented them from reaching their full potential, and they played without their best defensive player. And I just think, obviously, with um, um, Joey Bosa and Chris Harrison, just they have a, they have a unit, and I think people are going to sleep on them, and I think they're going to be a top 10 defense. Well, that's bold. I like I, it. I didn't even have them in there. Um, and now I feel like that's I my bold pick of the top 10. No, that's, that's what we want. I didn't even, I think I had them right at the chiefs at 16. I think the chargers at 17. Uh, Weird mine, sleeper pick. Yeah, I had them off my list. Oh, okay. Ooh, well, okay. she call, then she's got documented video and audio evidence once they yep. come out. And as long as they don't do it against the Vikings, then we are fine. Yes. Yes. All right, my t- my number ten, uh, a nice segue is the Minnesota Vikings. I had to put them in the top ten because uh, that's what they do every year from 2015 until the pandemic season. They were there, they lived there. It was we took it for granted as Vikings fans, and I supremely consider 2020 an outlier based on the injuries down the line to Daniel Hunter, Anthony Barr, Eric Kendricks down the stretch. Michael Pierce opted out. And Mike Hughes at the time, who would have been better than the replacement dudes that we had in there. And then they spent the entire offseason signing only defensive free agents. And that was Dalvin Tomlinson, Patrick Peterson, Xavier Woods, Kenzie Alexander, Sheldon Richardson, Rashad Breeland, Stephen Weatherly. Uh, I'm even missing one right now. Um, But yeah, that's all they did. They had a draft and they, they signed a bunch of defensive free agents. So if indeed this tunnels into Zimmer's final year with the team, I hope that's not the case, but if it is, he's going to go out on his terms. Go figure. Uh, he's known for his stubborn ways, which I love, and I think Wes loves, um, but I had to keep them in the yeah. top 10 because he has the uh, credo for it. That's what he does, and I've said this several times on Viking shows that is it more likely that the injuries mattered last year, causing that defense to be so icky, or is Mike Zimmer suddenly doesn't know how to coach a defense? Which one is more likely? And I think it's that the injuries mattered. So uh, probably probably a little homer pick, uh, but I think I'm going to be right. I have the Vikings at number 10. I'm all about it. <laughs> number nine, yeah. uh, the Arizona Cardinals. And it's almost a cookie cutter of what Wes said. Uh, the secondary is in the process of being rebuilt, we think. Um, we stole Patrick Peterson away. Uh, the Vikings did. But other than that, uh, the defense does have those names. Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt probably take the title of the top edge rusher tandem in the business, at least just for pure sack totals. And then Isaiah Simmons will hit his uh, sophomore year, and they like drafted a mini clone of him and Zayvon Collins, which I didn't see coming. And then Buda Baker, yeah. if, any, if any of you guys play individual <laughs> defensive player uh, fantasy football, Buda Baker is spectacular in that for all of the stuff that he does. And then his last name is impeccable. Um, so I, I believe in uh, the Cardinals <laughs> defense. I think they have the depth there outside of the, the cornerback iffiness. Um, but I, I've said it, I'm, I, I talk way too much about the Cardinals and I don't have any emotional stock in them. I just think they're going to be good. Who's your number nine, Wes? 
Number nine, Miami Dolphins. Me too. Uh, surprise unit last year. There we go. Boom. <laughs> uh, surprise unit last year. They're only going to get stronger. Uh, the addition of Jalen Phillips and Javon Holland in the draft um, adds two potential starters to their unit. Uh, they do need to sort out and repair right. whatever relationship with Xavier Howard. Uh, he will be needed to keep this team in the top 10. Do you want to add? Well, I was going to say, like, I would, think I would move them to number six. If, well, if Howard, I agree too. If Howard doesn't stay, I don't, I, it's going to fall apart. I, I think right. so. so. I, I, if Howard stays, I'm keeping them at nine. I agree with you 110%. Cool. Wes, you are at number nine now, right? No. That oh, was that was number nine. That was, hold on. Did I do my we number? We both nine? had uh, Miami. Oh yeah, so you're. I'm sorry. I'm, this I uh, I try to keep it uh, going back up, back and forth. So number eight is where you're at now. Uh, eight for me. This is where I have the Cleveland Browns uh, revamped unit. I know you had touched on uh, John Johnson, uh, Troy Hill signed there as well. Uh, Jadavian Clowney, uh, also uh, the additions of Newsom and JOK. Uh, they get back uh, Grant Delpit and Greedy Williams. Uh, two draft picks from last year uh, coming back from injury. And then they have miles Garrett. So uh, that tandem of Clowney and Garrett could rival, you know, their Arizona. uh, And the, you you mentioned as well. So um, I got them coming in at number eight. You're never going to believe this. Either one of you is up. For two reasons. First of all, I don't have the Dolphins on here, and, and that's criminal based on how they finished statistically last year. Uh, however, Pro Football Focus has them ranked at number 28th for really? defense heading into this season. So I think the Howard stuff you touched on really makes an impact. I got, I got panicked for a minute there. I was like, did I forget them? And I had a weeding out system, and PFF was part of it, and it, it dri- drove them wow. down to Hades. So – yeah, I won't have them on here. Um, they'll probably prove me wrong. Uh, who's your next one, Amory? Number eight. Um, I went with the 49ers. And just the same thing you said, Nick Bosa returning, got Fred Warner, and they're just front seven is elite. I mean, just, they're healthy. They're going to be they're, – they're elite. <laughs> Indeed. All right, so that brings me to number eight. I am taking the NFL's second-best defense per the numbers last year, and that's the Baltimore Ravens. They have the largest schism from PFF to points allowed uh, out of all of these that I crunched. Uh, PFF has them at number 21 when they finished number two last year. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it on a Ravens defense. That's the 21st best on in the league. It's it, just like the Steelers. It's not part of what they do. They are built on a foundation of defense. Clayus Campbell, Derek Wolf, Patrick Queen was pretty good last year. Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters. And they drafted the uh, Odafe away, the one that wanted his uh, uh, birthright name changed like the day after the draft, which was awesome. Uh, so, yeah, yeah I, I, I cannot understand why PFF is low on them, and I'm, I don't want anything to do with it on that one. So I'm taking the Ravens at eight. And at number seven, I'm taking the Patriots. Another quiet, another quiet situation last year. 
is we were so focused on how will they be without Brady. We were so focused on Cam's struggles and lack of production because of lack of weapons that nobody cared about the defense. Quietly, it was the seventh best unit in the business, and that should shock absolutely nobody who watches any football because that's what Bill Belichick does. And even in a year where they couldn't get off the ground for their usual travels into the playoffs, the defense was still a top seven bunch. And I'm not going to be the guy that doubts Bill Belichick ever. And I believe that they, even if they didn't have the personnel that jumps off the page, Belichick makes that work. He couldn't do it on offense without Brady, but down the line, and they were missing all those coronavirus opt-outs last year, but they still have McCourty, Gilmore, Hightower, uh, Matthew Juden, Lawrence Guy. So yeah, I, Vanoy, I'm going to stick with them at number seven. And if they can figure out the quarterback stuff, whether it's Mac or uh, Cam Newton, they might just sneak back in the playoffs because that's what Billy Paycheck does. <laughs> Did you guys ever hear that that maddenism about him? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, his nickname when he was a young coach was Billy Paycheck. And I remember my, my close friend in Minneapolis and I were like, hmm, I wonder why. And they elaborated on it moments later and they said because he really liked getting a paycheck when he was younger. And I, I remember my 22-year-old brain hearing that thinking, well, that's – I wonder who doesn't like getting a paycheck. So, uh, and the other thing that's interesting about Bill Belichick, not many folks know this, is that it's actually not pronounced Bill Belichick. It's Bill Belichick. But really? He, yep. Bill Belichick. And he never corrected anybody, but his, you know, dad and granddad, mom were all whatever, blah, 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 Belichick. So that's, that's a factoid that our listeners can take forth to the cooler tomorrow. Who is up next for you, Wes? Seven. Number seven, uh, this is where I slot the Denver Broncos in. Um, they, as you mentioned, have an elite defensive uh, back unit with Sertain, Ronald Darby, Kyle Fuller, uh, joining safeties Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons. Um, the hope is for Von Miller to return to um, the player he was prior to the injury. And Lining up opposite Bradley Chubb, they should be able to cause mayhem. Yeah, that that duo is always on. Just seemed so ferocious when they drafted Chubb. They really didn't need another edge rusher, um, but he's grown pretty quickly. And with Von Miller, if he gets back, yeah, again that defense is spooky. Who is your number seven, Emery? Mine was the same one. Wow. <laughs> and also, mine one. You live in San Francisco. I know the defensive just genius of a coach, Mr. Vic. So I just yeah. think that I, I agree. I think this is another sleeper though. Them and the chargers. I think they're just two. And for fantasy football people there, I think those are two great sleepers that are going to get you points. <laughs> I, uh, I wonder, I do like your Patriots pick though. I was debating. Yeah. It's only, it's all Belichick. I mean, it's just, there's no better track record in the history of mankind um, with the, the Broncos, I struggle to figure out how, A, their defense was not good last year and how nobody really knows about it, that it was 25th. Uh, but anyhow, uh, one set, one little point on this, that roster is so balanced that if Aaron Rodgers ends up getting traded and it's to that Broncos, my goodness, that team doesn't have one flaw. It, it would be Peyton Manning all over again going there. Yeah. And actually closing the deal like uh, in twenty. 20- 13, 24, whenever they, whenever they got crushed by the Seahawks. So yeah, I fear Rogers going to the Broncos because he fits in so perfectly. And it would explain 
why they didn't draft fields on draft night. Cause they knew they'd get Rogers, but that's a tangent. Uh, Wes, <laughs> who, who's your, are we up to six? Yeah. Yeah. Six. Right. Uh, this is where I have the Baltimore Ravens. Um, again, much like the Steelers, uh, the defense is the cornerstone of the team. Um, they seem to be able to add and subtract players every year without missing a beat. Uh, I believe that they could use a little help at one of the edge positions. Uh, but outside of that, this unit, you know, it, it returns. Um, they well, had the, they were second best in points allowed and seventh best in yards allowed last year. So, yeah. Well said. Number six, Amory. Well, okay, so just me and Wes are best friends because I have the Ravens at six as well. I, I'm thinking you didn't do your homework. You didn't do your homework, and you're just saying what he's I'm saying. gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> screenshot. I'm gonna screenshot all of these. That's so funny. Um, I'm really gonna screenshot and like tweet out Wes's name. It's so funny. <laughs> for Ravens. I have a fantastic backfield. Pass rush is concerned, but they're such an aggressive unit, and just they're they just they're deep. You read all those names, you're like, God damn. A lot of debt. All right, number six, I have the Chicago Bears. Wes, you pointed out they were were 14th in the business last year, which was low for them. Um, Indeed, that is correct. Uh, Pro Football Focus also has them at number six. Mm. And that's, uh, I guess I I lean towards more them on this one than the numbers. And that's back, back to what I said based on my experience with the Bears. Next to the Steelers, or on par with the Steelers, no other franchise, in my opinion, history of football, has the consistency on defense. Uh, the only difference is the Steelers usually have a better offense to go along with it, and hence a bunch more championships. But the Bears, it's like linebacker city, and it's always going to be that way, no matter who they have. I'm so cynical about them, um, and I don't like them. They are my second least favorite <laughs> franchise, at least or my second most disliked franchise on the planet. And really? I include, that includes basketball, baseball, tennis, mm-hmm. everything. Uh, it, it's the it, next to the Green Bay Packers. I can't, well, I can't obviously, I can't stand the Bears. <laughs> but so here's the deal: they have the best linebackers trio, bar none, in my opinion, in the business between Roquan, Trevathan, and uh, Robert Quinn. I believe it's just so robust that uh, it can't be denied. And then, of course, by the way, Khalil Mack. And uh, I, I'll indeed it's going to hurt that Kyle Fuller strangely got jettisoned to Denver, um, but it's kind of one of those things that they'll figure it out. They always do. Uh, and therefore out of respect, I have to put them in the top six. No, never. Uh, number five. Wow. I'm really, really no. number five, the new Orleans saints. Uh, one of the little known facts, and I don't know if Wes is going to concur with this or not. Five. Yeah, they their defense is actually good when you do your homework and take a peek at it. Last year, it was top five. It ranked fifth in the league in points allowed. Mm. And then Pro Football Focus has them at number eight for this year. And we're so fixated on the retirement of Drew Brees that nationally would have a thought about the defense. And plus, they were in cap hell. Uh, we just assume, like, well, they, they can't recover from that. Well, quietly, the defense has stayed the same. The only big question mark they have at all is quarterback, and it sounds like they might even do a, a twosome between the two at quarterback. But personnel-wise, the Saints have it, in my opinion. Same opinion of pro football focus. Uh, so they lost Ted Hendricks, though, right? 
to uh, yeah he went to the uh, Bengals Cincinnati right, right? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but other than that I mean it's a lot of the things that impacted them uh, they were able it was depth stuff um, their draft was a little weird with Peyton Turner he was yeah. a he was a reach um, but so Marcus Davenport Demario Davis who's ageless and effective uh, in the middle of the the defense the, the heart and soul so to speak. Uh, and then all the names that Emery didn't want to mention, Lattimore, Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, yeah, I don't address them by their name. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I, they're still cohesive. Uh, and maybe I'm, I'm too high on them for no good reason. But I, have I just think they're them. not going to progress. I, don't, I think they're a good defense. I just yeah. don't think they're going to progress. I think it's, it's just going to start moving backwards. Wes, did you not even have them on yours? Don't have them. I have them right outside. Okay. Well, I challenge you just for the heck of it, um, just to look and see what what I got wrong there, because most uh, entities are relatively high on them. And yeah. Uh, so yeah, take a peek at it sometime in the next couple of weeks. Who's your number five? My number five. Okay. So with what, if you remember back to wide receivers, uh, do you remember who I left off um, the wide receiver list? Oh boy. I usually remember Jason's wacky stuff. (laughs) Uh, I left off Adam Thielen from the top 15. Yep. Um, From top 15? uh, Out of the top 15, yeah. But for this one, I have the Vikings at number five. Speech. Speech. Higher than most. So this is not a homer pick. This is, (laughs) as you mentioned before, um, last year was an outlier for Mike Zimmer. Uh, what do we have coming in? We have probably the best defensive line unit uh, in the NFL with Dalvin Tomlinson, Sheldon Rankins, Michael Pierce, uh, Daniel Hunter. Uh, just those four guys alone should blow any other team's defensive front out of the water. Uh, you add the best linebacker duo in the league. That's right. The best linebacker duo in the league. Um are there better linebackers than Kendricks? That's debatable. Um, are there better linebackers than Barr? Sure. But when you pair them together, I believe that they have the best linebacker unit in the business. Uh, the additions of Peter Patrick Peterson, Xavier Woods, uh, along with Harrison Smith. This defense, the only hole that they potentially have is at uh, right defensive end. Um I could actually see once Pierce is healthy, them putting Richardson at right defensive end on, on some packages. I could see them doing or running a a three, four on, on some occasions as well. Uh, I believe this defense will be back and it will be back with a vengeance. You remember when we were on Twitter spaces three nights ago and I asked you about Fitzgerald and you said you didn't see it happening. Um, do yes. you, we have, the Vikings have 13.5 million in cap space, which never seems to shrink. And I love it. Um, do you think they signed another edge rusher or not? It'd have to be Justin Houston, um, Olivier Vernon or Everson Griffin for, for one of those guys to actually start. There's a whole bunch of other ones. Out there. And I know you went a little wild. I don't think so. You don't, you think they're going to roll with Weatherly Jones and Wanham? Yep. Okay. Wanham and then the other. Uh, two rookies, Jones and um, Robinson. Robinson, yeah. Yep. I like one of them. All right, Amory. Uh, that's. Oh, I like your fifth pick. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your number five? I got the Rams. Ooh, okay. Let's hear about it. Okay, so even though they lost their 
they had some major losses, right, with their defensive coordinator, and they lost John Johnson, Troy Hill. I just think when you have Donald and Ramsey, you have two top. You're just they can very flexible, and they're just they're just so good. Two of the best defensive players in the league. It's gonna work, no matter what. They are a running backless unit. Um, well, yeah. I mean, that doesn't matter for what you're talking about on defense, but that was a wrench thrown in their plans. And I've said twice on the show that that's who I will end up picking to reach the Super Bowl in NFC because I never picked the Vikings because it would make me look like too much of a homer. And then it's a jinx, even though I don't even believe in jinxes. Uh, so I have to reevaluate that with, with no running back. It probably doesn't matter for the analytics crowd and everything like that, but I, I'm pumping the brakes a little bit until I reevaluate on the Rams, but I'm going to talk about them here in about three minutes. So uh, Wes, who's your number four, number four, this is where I have the Patriots. Um, much of what you mentioned before, um, a lot of the unit opted out last year. They also added a ton on or in free agency. Um, Stefan Gilmore re- returns from injury, and they capitalize on uh, Christian Barrymore falling in the draft, uh, which I mean, criminal. it's just absurd. Yeah, it, absolutely uh, criminal. I, I think just like the Vikings, Belichick will be. We'll have a, a top five unit to roll out there this year. I'm convinced the only reason Barmore fell that way is because there was like nine three techs in free agency that hadn't been signed yet. Because there's no other reason to explain why Barmore yeah. would have had that like fall from draft grace. It's the only thing I can explain because there were mock drafts I wrote about where he was going to the Vikings before they got Tomlinson. So yeah. all, all the best of luck to Barmore. He's a stud. Emery, who's your number four? I have the Steelers. Mm. Steelers and not, I mean, you were add to what you um, guys said before, but just top defensive line. Um, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick in the backfield. I just, they're just a good defense. Always accompanied by usually a good offense. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> at number four. I hate our schedule this year. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like looking at my top team. I was like, oh, well, this is going to be fun. Yep. Even though I believe in our offense. Okay, anyway, sorry. For our <laughs> listeners, she's talking about the Vikings schedule once again. Um, it is the fifth toughest in the NFL if you judge it by wins and losses last year. So as, as high as we are in the Vikings, we always have to chickety check ourselves on the yes. fact that the schedule is not easy. But we always say that about a right. schedule. Yeah, I mean, a schedule. There was a, there was a stretch, was it less in 2019, where we we faced like four or five backup quarterbacks in a, lo- a row, and two of them ate our lunch. And yeah. so is, the way that the NFL looks now from a death chart perspective, of course, it's fun to analyze, but the shit always changes. So right. keep that in mind, the next team the I have, I'm yeah, concerned. go ahead. Oh, the only thing I'm concerned about with the Vikings schedule is um, that brutal uh, East coast, West coast, East coast, West coast trip that yeah. they have right in the, the middle of the year. Oh, and that's just tailor made for our our pals to complain about when we're in when we're down in it. You know, we lose that first game or something, and it's going to be like, oh, yeah. no, well, schedule makers right. have it out for us. And then there was a penalty <laughs> that caused us to lose. Uh, number four, it sounds like I have these guys lower than you, but not by much. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they were eighth last year in points allowed. PFF says they're the third best defense, and you can't really disagree. This one is as easy peasy as it gets. They returning the same bunch from last year. I'm sure you two will echo that in a matter of minutes and that's un- that's unprecedented never happened a super bowl winning team brings back the whole gang and uh, they're only going to get better i think because of the maturation of their young players 
And so I had to have Tampa Bay inside the top five. And, uh, you know, if you flip a coin on these ones that are upcoming, um, it's, it's tricky for how good are they actually, but I have them at number four and number three. And this is one where folks are actually trendy, uh, hot on. I have the Washington football team. Ron Rivera came in and he said, we're going to play defense. Like we really haven't before. Uh, that's what kind of beset the Kirk Cousins era there is that the defense was flimsy. I believe when he played there and I've, I've had to look this up many times because people throwing noise in my face. Uh, they had the 21st ranked defense from a points allowed perspective when he was their starting quarterback. So they got rid of him uh, to the Vikings and then they focused on the defense. So suddenly they're a top heavy product on defense while trying to figure out what the hell to do at quarterback. It's a strange dynamic. But uh, with the edge rushers, youthful edge rushers, they do have the two best. I've already said uh, uh, Watt and Chandler or Armstead and Bosa probably take the cake for the best tandem. Youth-infused tandem, it has to be uh, Chase Young and Montez Sweat. And the proof's in uh, how they did it last year with Landon Collins and uh, who's the other guy? John Bostic in the middle. They were an efficient unit last year that flew under the radar until they got to the playoffs and everybody that watched the game because Brady was in, it was like, wow, these guys are actually good. And arguably that Washington football team played the Patriots better than any other team in the playoffs. Uh, so they are mandated in the, the top three for me. And who's your number three, Wes? Same Washington Ooh. football team. Um, I think a full off season in uh, Ron Rivera's scheme will only amplify this unit. Uh, adding Jermaine Davis and Benjamin St. Jew in the draft and signing William Jackson in free agency will help to to bolster, you know, some minor deficiencies in the unit from last year. So uh, I agree with you. I can't have them any lower than three. Emery, who's your three? Uh, mine's starting off with the Browns. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I really have faith in this Browns team, and I do believe in football gods as well, between <laughs> who they signed, who they draft, and just, like, I feel like they have everything in place now. Like, there should be no reason why they're not a top three defense, in, in my in my opinion. So, um, have major uh, uh, confidence in the Browns at number three. And then I have the Bucks at two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, for all the same like reasons that all 22 starters return uh best front seven confident young secondary and Todd Bowles is a genius. So <laughs> I'd like to point out that with a U with the Browns at three and me with the Browns at 15, that's our biggest point of cleavage because that's, Actually, we'll see that's, that's 12 spots. Um, and so you did your two and that brings me to two at the Los Angeles Rams uh, per points per game, they were the best in the league last year, and everybody knew it. They have uh, the best player, eh, I don't want to say in football, or definitely on defense, who should get MVP consideration every year, but we're not allowed to do that, to vote for them on defense for some godforsaken reason. And then uh, PFS, PFF has them ranked at number four uh, heading into this season. Uh, I don't see any... Oh boy, I don't think they lost anything huge. Maybe safety was it? Uh, John they don't, Johnson. Yeah, he went to the Browns, right? Yeah, yeah. and Troy Hill as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, a little bit, a little iffy there because those dudes are meaningful. Um, but I'm going to stick with them. I think it's just the the allure of Donald and then Leonard Floyd. 
and Jalen Ramsey. So I will keep them at number two. And that brings me to number one. And I think it's different than the both of these Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, when they started their fabulous run last year to the undefeated, was it 12-0? 13-0. Thirteen, I think, and I was I was very wrong about that. I thought they were a team that was tailor made to contend with the Chiefs in the AFC because they'd be able to put the pressure on Mahomes. I was wrong, and everybody that said that they were a product of easy schedule was right. Um, but they're they're just they have it in them. Tomlin, I always secretly hope that they have a really bad year and he gets fired and the Vikings go get him. <laughs> That, that's never going to happen, but I always I, I pray for it. Uh, but between Cameron Hayward, TJ Watt, they just added Melvin Ingram yesterday, two days ago, right. Devin Bush, Joe Hayden, that uh, Minka Pitchpatrick trade was fabulous. Uh, Terrell Edmonds, um, I, anytime I think about this franchise, it's just emblematic of defense. And when they did have their nosedive last year, it was pretty much, in my opinion, because Roethlisberger ran out of gas. And they didn't have a running back to save their life, even though people think James Conner for some reason is serviceable. <laughs> uh, but uh, they are my number one defense. And it's a little like cookie cutter. Like, of course, Steelers are good defense, but I really believe in them. Who is your number one, Wes? Uh, my number two, and then I'll get to number one. Is, oh, I'm number sorry. Two is, no, it's okay. Uh, same as you, the Rams. Um, I'll just add that. Uh, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, probably the top two players at their position or a top player at their position. Um, Losing defense coordinator Brandon Staley, uh, who is now the head coach of the Chargers, which that's why I've given Amory kudos on having them on this list. I I do see Chargers, you know, making a surge uh, with that hire. Um, I mean, the defense comes down to Donald Ramsey. So the number two for the Rams, number one, uh, the champ is here. It's the Tampa Bay Bucks for me. Returning all starters, uh, they're just going to continue to gel. As you mentioned, the the young players are going to continue to grow into their positions as well. Um, it's their seat until somebody takes it. So, Why last year? with all of the big names on the chargers, were they like 24th in the NFL and points allowed? I remember looking at their depth chart thinking this is a good depth chart. I think it was for fantasy purposes, trying to figure out why they were so uncoveted. If that's a word. Um, what, what happened? They just weren't coached well or what? I believe so. I, I don't even remember who their defensive coordinator was, but I, I know they've always been bitten by the injury bug, yeah. whether it's offense and de- or defense and for whatever reason, that unit always underperforms, although <laughs> the team does. Yeah, maybe it's because of lack of fans in the stands. Probably. <laughs> Not even related to the pandemic, just in general. <laughs> All right, Anne-Marie, take us away with your number one defense in the NFL. Now here, I I still say the Washington Redskins. Uh, I, hope, I hope I don't get canceled. Um, no, the Washington football team. Now, this is the thing. I agree You're- with the Buck. I was taught, I was torn. I was going to do Bucks, then the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. But the whole reason why I'm doing this for predictions for the season season is they should be number one defense by the end of the season, in my yeah. opinion. With they're just all adding on to what you guys said, so it should be. That's what I'm saying because I I agree. Bucks should be number one, but yeah, that's 
where yeah. I was torn between Bucks and the Washington football team at one and two. So you use the R word and you can get away with it because you're a comedian. There's, like, there's like this long leash that Chappelle rants about. Like, you know, he couldn't yeah. even be the comedian that he was. Well, you think we can get away with it. We'll see. Yeah, that's what I mean. All right. So, so in about. Th- it, wait till I'm important, then it will matter. Yeah, then, well, yeah, then they'll pull this podcast up with the weird looking Norway hat guy. And they'll be like, remember when she said that slur? All right. So tell, tell us more about what you're doing in about, we got about three minutes left. We want to hear about your life. Sort of the about my life? Yeah, you're um, oh, oh, this is exciting news. Um, I think I'm the first female hired. I'm gonna don't cancel my video, but I'm the first female. I'm gonna be on air sports radio here in New Mexico for the cumulus media. It's the sports animal 95.9 and 6 10 a.m. I'm gonna be on in the morning shows. Nice, really. Okay. That's new news. It, you you broke it. And you're going to be talking. Charges at number 10. <laughs> um, and comedy slowly coming back in my comedy album, um, Name Three Players, will be out eventually now that I can perform and actually record it. So when you go on that show in the mornings, do you talk about all sports? Yeah. So, like, if the U.S. Opens, it'll going be on like tennis. a, it'll be like a, because after us is like, it's local people, like a okay. local legend here. But mm-hmm. it's like, you know, Jim Rohn, Dan Patrick. It's like yeah. a three hour from like seven to 10. Okay. So do you figure in that uh, region, you'll be surrounded by Cardinals, Broncos, and Texans fans? or how? Does- oh, unfortunately, New Mexico is dominated by Cowboy fans because oh, really? <laughs> drunk uncles in the 90s are still stuck in the 90s. Um, <laughs> well, then you're going to have a comedic heyday with that. <laughs> no, but yeah. So usually it's Broncos, Cowboys, primarily in Albuquerque where I am now. But yeah, so and I'm just excited for more and more comedy. Slowly is getting back to normal. So. Yeah, I drove through Albuquerque about six weeks ago. Um, well, where was I? New York? <laughs> no, no, you were ignoring me. Is what you were doing? So <laughs> no, I was not. No, I was not. You know what? Have you been to Santa Fe? Yes. Well, I'm from here. Okay, so this attitude, first of all, of the yes, I've been, that's a little, that's a little perplexing. Okay, I'm sorry, it's the capital, and there's nothing much else to do here. So uh, our last, so we took a trip to um, first stopped in Denver to see my mother-in-law, uh-huh. and we hung out there, and then they followed us throughout the Southwest in, on their motorcycle, uh, her and her husband, and we went to oh. Moab. We went to Moab, and then we went to the Grand Canyon, which just blew my mind. Because I, when we got to the Grand Canyon, I thought you'd go down and look down in the ditch and be like, "This is sweet," but it's so vast that my brain, isn't it cool? Yeah, it, I, I wish we could. I, I will at some point spend like a whole week there with my with my wife, and then we went to Phoenix, which was really cool because we went to that Vikings bar in Phoenix, and then we had our last stop in Santa Fe just for the heck of it. And it was such a unique town. I kept telling my wife that it, it felt like we were in Mexico. Uh, because of all the things that were in Spanish and then like the, the farmer's markets and stuff. And it, it was unlike any other town I'd ever spent a day or so in, because it just felt like, didn't feel like, certainly like the Midwest <clears throat> where yeah. I was reared. And it just felt awesome. Isn't it pretty? It's like cool. It's like a, a centric. It's cool. Yeah. And the architecture too. It's like just a, mm-hmm. whole, a whole different thing. So a lot of fun. Oh, that's so cool. Yes. Well, yeah, it was fun too. All right. So they're going to check out your album. You got your show coming up and you'll come back and visit us. Um, yeah, I'm back. I just was gone <laughs> for a little bit. Remember you told me to go dabble in some darkness. Yep. Yep. That was, 
Yeah, well, people can take that as they want it, whatever they want to think that yeah, is. Well, but, you know, on I, your on your own, not with me. That, that's yeah. what, that's what the group needs to. No, no. Wes <laughs> Wes used to dabble too, so he gets it. Oh boy, I, people are gonna be like, "What are they talking about?" <laughs> All right. Well, on that uh, mysterious note, awkward mysterious note. Uh, Wes, we'll be back next uh, Wednesday, and I think we'll get back into our swing of trend like topics current event news because uh training camps will have yeah. started yeah and that's all we got tonight and peace Later. you are watching a master at work Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.